Good afternoon. I'm Tim Swindle, director of the Lunar and Planetary Laboratory at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Anita Koshi, an assistant professor of neurology. Welcome, Anita. Thank you. The thing that got me interested in the work you do is seeing a press release where I thought, you know, she's working with glowing green brain parasites. Is that the sort of thing you're doing? Yeah, that is. We work on a parasite called Toxoplasma gondii that's able to persist in the brain of a huge range of host species, including humans and rodents. And why do you have it glowing? You're doing fluorescence, right? So we, um, we cause the parasite to express different fluorescent proteins, and then we cause the parasite then to trigger fluorescent proteins in uh, mouse brains. And so that way we can track both the parasite and the cells it interacts with. And this parasite, how common is it in, in people? Is it worldwide or...? Toxoplasma gondii is worldwide. It's approximately someplace between an eighth to a third of the world is infected with toxo, about 10 to 25 percent of the U.S. And we think once you're infected, you have this brain parasite for the rest of your life. In general, if you have an intact immune system, you don't, we don't think you have any effects. So we think you just carry this, the parasite hangs out in your brain, it doesn't cause any ill effects. Now, if you end up either acquiring this parasite when you're a fetus or when you um, develop an immunocompromised state, like you get a bone marrow transplant or you develop AIDS, then the parasite can cause really bad effects on the brain. So in other words, it's something that people don't normally have to worry about unless they get sick. Are there tests for it for people who do get sick? There are tests for it if people do get sick. So both you can do a serology to check if you have toxoplasma. And then based on that, depending on the scenario, people, if they look sick and it looks like toxoplasma, may get treated for the active infection. But we don't have any way of curing toxoplasma, so the persistent brain infection. So if you don't have symptoms, I don't recommend you get tested. <laughs> what is it that you are actually studying? So part of it is how does toxo actually persist in the brain? It's an intracellular parasite. So what cells does it hang out in? And then how does it change that cell to allow it to hang out there? And then the other aspect is how is toxo affecting the brain environment? So being able to persist in the brain is pretty unusual. And if we can understand how toxo's uh, altering that brain environment, then we might be able to use some of those differences to actually help human disease that's not related to Toxoplasma gondii. What sort of disease? Everything from multiple sclerosis, which is the classic disease, to Alzheimer's disease, to stroke, to Parkinson's disease. How does this get transmitted? How do people get it? How do, are there other species that have it? Almost every warm-blooded animal has been documented to be infected with Toxoplasma gondii. So everything from birds to humans. If you don't have safe access to clean water and you happen to be someplace where a cat poops in the water, cats are the definitive host. And so when they get infected, they poop out a ton of toxo. And so if that's true in your water system, you can inf get infected that way. Uh, alternatively, for animals like lamb and pork, toxo sets up a persistent infection in the muscle. And so if you don't cook your lamb or pork well, then you can get infected that way. And then finally, this is the parasite for which women, are, when they're pregnant, are told, don't clean the kitty litter. 
Are some populations more susceptible to Toxo than others? France has a really high seropositivity rate, like 60 to 80 percent. The U.S. has a 10 to 25 percent rate. And those differences are thought to be driven by food habits. And then the 10 to 25 percent in the U.S. is much more likely if you're a low socioeconomic status in the 25 percent and less likely if you're in the high socioeconomic standpoint, so 10 percent. But even so, you're unlikely to know if you have it. Is that correct? That's correct. So you either have no symptoms or maybe get a flu-like illness when you originally contract toxoplasma. But that would pretty much be it if you have an intact immune system. Some people with an intact immune system, a small number, will get an effect of the parasite going to the back of your eye, the retina, which is sort of just an outpouching of the brain. And so they can get symptoms where it affects their vision. But most people, by and large, who get infected with toxoplasma and are, have an intact immune system have no symptoms. So this is a parasite that might actually have some benefit to it, at least in terms of studying it. That's right, exactly. All right, thank you for coming in, Anita. Thank you. Thanks again for speaking with us. I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also hear this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website, azpm.org.